great future. We're talking real money. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome once again to another, yes, another exciting edition of the Talking Real Money podcast and, yeah, you get to see us, video cast. Hi, all. I am Don McDonald in the Florida studio of Talking Real Money, and there in the um, Woodenville slash Maltby up on the hill in the snow. Oh, no, it's not. The snow's gone. Uh, is Mr. Thomas C. Cock, and uh, he's there for your uh, your enlightenment, edification, and entertainment. Prod him, poke him, do whatever you want to him. And the studio audience still the chair. If those of you oh my viewing, gosh, the chair is, is back. The, the chair, chair is back. Is, it's empty though. Still, chair is there. That chair is talked, worth more than my car. So we, we keep it here in about this the office. I can't. You know. Yeah. Good luck trying to resell it. <laughs> well, I didn't, I'm going to die hugging it. Do you know so. that you you people don't want any of our crap anymore? No, it's I, so funny. I know. I my know. kids don't want our. Mm. You know, because I I'm I'm married to a very traditional woman. Who like? Oh, you know, that's we have, what we're going to call her. We okay. have the we have the china and the silver and all okay. that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. you know, in my head, I'm way too young for all that crap. Stuff. It's stuff if it's yours. It's crap if it's right. somebody else's. Got it. Well, that's crap. what Carlin said. So. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but nobody wants it. Nobody. You can't sell it to anybody. Uh, uh, I, uh, my wife said, "Go look online. Go to this website and look up this this china." And I looked it up. And it was like seven dollars a plate. And she went, "Oh." My mom, my I just found oh. bi bicentennial plates. My mom bought that I think she thought would be worth millions by now. Oh, the Franklin are all, Mint garbage, whatever. They're all was worth a dollar forty nine. I'm like, I love you, mom, but was it that the didn't Franklin work. Mint stuff? Uh, somebody oh, else. It was a step God, my, above the Franklin Mint. So yeah, my ex wife yeah. used to buy that when we were young. It's good. Oh, because her parents told her, this stuff is going to go up. Yeah. yeah, I said in the divorce. I said you can have those plates. Things that are going to have all pop. the plates. I don't want any other plates. Keep the one in my head, but the rest are yours. So yeah, got it. And speaking of plates, what rhymes with plates? Target dates. Oh, you're, oh look at you! You are really on today, man. <laughs> uh. I'm not. I'm not. That's why the pun was so bad. The joke. The the whatever it was it, called. Because it, after you listen to it, it really grates. Sorry, too easy. Just set me up. I'm, I'm, I'll keep them coming. And you see, I thought I had an excuse. I'm just like out of it, but that's okay. You apparently are too. From me, it just emanates, as you may know. So. Oh, man, there it goes. I'm palpitating. You okay, you're not looking I'm gonna too good. I'm going to palpitate. Your face is kind of red. I see some. Okay. All right, we better All right. get to mm. it. No. That's my fate. Oh. All right, it's not too late. We'll, 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 we'll go ahead and. Get to the target date. Inflate? Yeah, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the dumbest edition of Talking <laughs> Real Money Ever. Uh, and we've had some pretty dumb ones, but this one, I think, takes the case. It's silly. Which I prefer sort of silly, silly over right. dumb. Okay, yeah. Oh my okay gosh, you are you are Mr. Language Guy today. I oh, don't know please, where that's coming from. Please so. use the proper proper language. <laughs> and now I'm going to get in you big know, trouble sounding, when I mess you're up. Sounding so. like, you're sounding like some old 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 guy. <laughs> you're just, you're, we don't use those la that language around here, Sonny. We just I'll, I'll break into Latin soon, so yeah. be careful. Caveat emptor. <laughs> what were we what were we going to talk about? Carpe oh. diem. Oh, Car yeah. target dates. Ah, that's right. Target date funds. Now, uh -huh. we often on Talking Real Money suggest that you 
you use target date funds, but it's not because a target date is great. It's just because... <laughs> You're running late. <laughs> no, it's because they're, they're adequate. Is this, are we really re- actually going to broadcast that anyway? Okay, yeah, it's it's YouTube. We only have we only have like seven hundred. That's true. Subscribers, so it doesn't yeah. really matter that much. When we get into the thousands, this would be embarrassing. But right now, it's a few people. Um, so two people at least will write me about this and say, right. "What were you doing?" <laughs> anyway, no, but they they are they're merely adequate. We suggest them because no. they're better than nothing, and it's really hard for most of us to set up a well-diversified portfolio that is semi-appropriate for our position in life. Is that, the, is that a good way yeah, to put it? I think it? that's fair. I mean, the other part is in a 401k plan, generally, they are less expensive than the other options, right? Generally. Generally. Yeah. Um, it, you're right. It's hard to build a diversified, really diversified portfolio with the assets the types of mutual funds they offer you in a 401k plan. And it's not only hard because they don't offer them, but it's hard to, because it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Most people can't really how much in large, small, et cetera, et cetera. So however, they're a fallback. Yeah. However, they're, yeah, they're a fallback. They're merely adequate. Yeah. Um, if you want to do it right, they, they have some giant shortcomings and the biggest of those, and we have talked about this for a long time, but mm-hmm. Jason, so I, it was Jason, right? No, it was Mark Holbert. It was Mark Holbert. I knew it was one of those guys. Mark Holbert wrote a piece about it recently, yeah. talking about how they're they're okay, but they they're too average. They don't take into account individual differences between investors. It assumes that everybody who's seventy years old invests the same way. Everybody who's twenty invests the same way. Yeah, it's fascinating that that we assume that as investment managers that's a problem i think bigger than just target date funds but they were talking about a new study that found that uh, they're very inadequate i mean they really can't solve for a lot of the issues people have when it comes to their money um and, and they, they point out that no other no other modeling of equity allocation up until now has taken into account nearly as many variables when they're talking about this new method of ai that they do now. I struggle with this a little bit too, Don, because they talk about, well, one part of it should look at your net worth. That's that. I think that's probably true because you have $10 million, then it's okay to take more risk, right? Because you don't have to live off the money as much, but then they start getting a little nervous. They talk about, well, then you've got to look at the state of the business cycle. Mm-hmm. That yeah, sounds see, like timing now, to me. Yeah, now they're getting into the stupid weeds. Yeah, and then the market valuation I'm researchers. Sorry, the dumb weeds. No, sorry. wait, it wasn't the dumb weeds. It was what the, was the researchers. They 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 used the market dividends to price ratio. The higher the ratio, the cheaper stocks are. Then you invest more in stock. I mean, you start getting into these. Talk about silly. I mean, I think it's very silly. But here are the reasons that I struggle with target date funds. And we've talked about this on the program before that sometimes the best option is target date fund plus, and we'll steal this from our friend, Paul Merriman, 20% in a small cap value fund, if you have that available. But number one, and you mentioned this, Don, most of the time, one size does not fit all. It wouldn't fit all for the two of us, Mm-mm. right? It, it doesn't fit all very often because people's situations are enough different that you're, just because you're 60 doesn't mean you should only have 40% of your money in stocks. Number two, um, do you, when you go out to eat, do you just get the blue plate special every time? 
or do you actually wow, order you from really something? Really are old. <laughs> is there a single restaurant in America? Joe's Special. That How about still that? Instead, serves a blue oh, sure. plate special. Come I think so. On. I'm, you're going to challenge me to find. Okay. I'm looking How about Joe's up. Special then? All right. But here's the it, biggest only one. Only if you go to Joe's. Because their own their own chart shows this in the article, which I think is valuable. That most target date funds, by the time you get to retirement, have you half in stocks, half in bonds. Most people are going to need more in stocks because they haven't saved enough, because they need a greater return on their money. They may say they don't want to because they don't want to live with the volatility, but most of the time, the cases that I see, you're going to need more in stocks. So if you're only half in stocks, what is your expected return? Well, it's been pretty good looking back 50 years, but today's with bond bonds paying less than 2% a year and actually bonds losing money over the last three years, you're not making much on that part of the portfolio. Therefore, you need to have more in stocks, which should be more productive into the future. So I'm going to argue that they're right about the fact that most people need more in stocks and especially in retirement because people are living longer. I know there's another well-known financial advisor that uh, I just read his website today. And he says, if you live to 65, the likelihood you're going to live to 110. Well, okay. I thought the life expectancy went down last year in the United States or the year before, but anyway, any rate. I, lies, damn lies, statistics, a, and blue plate specials. The, the reality, Joe special, the reality is uh, that you're going to need to have more, uh, more of those things that are going to go up faster than bonds. Target date funds probably will not give those to you. And just to let everyone know, uh, VIX, biscuits and burgers. <laughs> you only found two? Well, that's v- kind no, of Vic, disturbing. Vix, that's the name of the restaurant, VIX Biscuit and Burgers. Uh, is in, that local? Because I haven't been there. Beautiful Laurel, Mississippi. Oh, well, that's a little ways from my has house. A blue, plate, a blue plate special every Sunday through Friday. <laughs> I, mean, I said blue hair special, not blue, blue plate, plate special. Blue plate. Okay. Right. Uh, on Sunday, it's baked chicken. With meat or meatloaf. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the baked Monday, chicken, Monday, it's the, by the fried way. pork chops or beef, beef stroganoff. That was a good option. You can get spaghetti and meat sauce or ribs on uh, Tuesday. How about chicken spaghetti or hamburger steak on Wednesday? Thursday, Is this the only location, only location in the United States that offers a blue plate Still, special? Yes, Laurel, it. It, Laurel, Mississippi, Vicks. So, Just wait till the 20th so, century arrives there? Is that what you're saying? When, when you're in Laurel... Stop by Vix and tell them Don and Tom sent you. <laughs> and get the blue plate special. Blue plate spe- but you got to get the blue plate special. <laughs> All right. I'm old. I agree. I agree. I admit it. So I, that's why I, I threw in honestly, Joe's special. Is, that's too. something that's like, you see that in 50s television shows or 1930s or 40s movies. I'll have the blue plate special, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Taking back the blue plate special part. Still important for most people to have more in equities than in bonds for the long haul. And here's the 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 the, the, the simplification of this. You, you don't want any of these market timing indicators or market health indicators because they're wrong as often as they're right. You, they, they tell you nothing. What you want to do is make sure it's right for you. That's the trick. And if you can't do that, then you better find a really good 100% fiduciary who can help you figure that out. Because you, particularly as you get older, as you get closer to retirement, you want to make sure it's right for your needs. You could be 80 and still be 90% in equities. It's okay with me as long as you're okay with it and your situation allows for it. Yeah, I think so. that's fair. The Again, the portfolio should be designed with your situation in mind, not with the market's situation because nobody knows 
the market starting tomorrow, period. And um, every single, we're going to be recording podcasts every hour on the hour for <laughs> the next month to get through all of your questions oh. here uh, that were sent in, mainly that were sent in to Talking Real Money. You guys do love to type. Can I, and can I, before you get it, can I just give you one that just got called into me? Because maybe you can answer this better. He wants to know, great call. Yeah. He wants yeah. to know how he gets his 83-year-old mother to separate from Edward Jones. Oh, good luck. That's what I said. I said, I used to argue with my 83-year-old mother. Never won an argument yet. No, so no because because here's the, here's going to be her argument. I've been with him for a long time. Yeah. Right. And know. he's so nice. He's and then just, she's he's worried like part of the family. She's he's worried that she's going to live to 110. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, dude. maybe maybe the Edward Jones broker will die first. I hadn't thought of that aspect. And then it's oh. easy to change because the next guy probably isn't going to be so nice. Maybe just be a money grubber. All right. So um, your, your answer is the same as mine. Give it up. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. would she be better off? Probably. But oh well. It's you know it's not that dramatic. It's not like. It's not like she's in an indexed annuity. We'll hope. Yeah. All right. So we have yeah. a question. Yes. You are. I think you're aware of this one because you sent it oh. to me. Oh. You did. You sent it to me with a note saying, uh, we will use this. This was such a nice way to put it. <laughs> Shall we use this on a podcast? No. From Tom, we will use this on a podcast. <clears throat> so let me just get yeah. right to the question Target that we will, will get to replicate yes happy new year oh okay i contribute to a roth 401k i understand there won't be any tax consequences on roth 401k withdrawals down the lane but if my 401k is both roth and traditional then how would the irs tax me when i withdraw my money in the future how will it be clear which portion is traditional and which is roth also can i roll my roth into a backdoor roth at any time if yes can it be done when i'm actively employed with my current employer with whom i have my roth or can it be done only after i leave my employer job i'll and then i'll go on okay well the first part is the separation between pre-tax and post-tax Mm-hmm. They're keeping we've had track this one of that. Before. Yeah, we've had yeah. that recently. They're keeping track of that. I I don't know how easy it is to see in your plan because every plan is different. In terms of rolling money out, sort of an in-service <clears throat> distribution, that's a plan by plan decision. Most of those do not allow that to happen until age fifty-nine and a half. Most. Um, so I wouldn't count on it any earlier. And then the other part would be kind of why? Why do you need to move it out? Um, unless you're unhappy with the options in your current plan. So. You know, that again, there isn't one right answer to that question because every plan is set up differently. That's the part you need to know. Well, you know, and he says the reason I would like to roll my Roth into a backdoor Roth, possibly Roth 401k, is that I read, oh, into a Roth IRA, is that he read that Roth 401ks are subject to RMDs, but Roth IRAs are not. Well, Roth IRA, yes, you still have to take the money out. You're not paying any tax on it. They you have RMDs? I, they did, didn't they change that? Uh, I don't hang think on. so. Now you're going to make me look that up. I'm going to make you look that up because I I, 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 I don't think so. Uh, let's look. Yeah. I don't th- uh, Roth Roths require no RMDs in your lifetime, but heirs must take them. I had it wrong. Let's see. Traditional, yes, you're right. There are no RMDs for Roth IRAs during the account owner's lifetime. But are there, are there Roth 401k? 
Yes, Roth 401ks have to start taking RMDs. Well, there you go. Now, okay. there's so a, there is a, a difference. So then yeah, that's a big reason to get it into to a Roth IRA. Yeah, you don't have to take it out of a Roth IRA. You do have to take it out of a Roth 401k. That makes sense. That is that is correct. The Roth 401k owner must start taking RMDs in the year they reach 72. Two. Okay, so now he also had a subsequent question. Yes. Uh, also, what do you think about Frank Vasquez or Vasquez, who does risk you know, parity radio still owes podcast? Me, where he, he still owes me money from high school. I think the different is it the you same? Use that joke before too. <laughs> I only have ten. The year's young. I'm going to keep using. Well, but them. you need to rotate them a little bit better. You need to keep oh, a list. <laughs> Check it twice. Oh, great! Smart assets calling me. You remember smart oh, asset, yeah. don't Oh, you? yeah. These guys, we should put them on the air. No, 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 no. Please don't. I'm kidding. That would be- He's calling me because they uh, are bound and determined. I, I a, a little aside. Let's you guys tell them here. I mean, this is a great uh, story. We we decided to see if we could get some client leads from smart asset, who's ringing right now. Hear that? Um, and uh, so we did. We paid for some leads. They're supposed well, to give you great leads for clients who are, you know, ready to become clients and right. people you can really help. And uh, we had a terrible, 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 terrible time with all these people because the people who called, the people we called, the, the, they were all people who were watching CNBC mm-hmm. and wanted to work for an, work with an advisor who could promise them the biggest returns. Yeah. Well, they were you know shopping us. returns. We don't do that. (laughs) So they went, well, and why should we hire you when all these other guys will promise us big returns? And we went, they're lying, but okay. Do we did it. We did end up with one client. Okay. That's better than I thought. Yeah. Um, But I think it was 90 people we talked to with some big number. Something like that. I call, they called me to say, well, why haven't you done any more? And I said, because your (laughs) leads are awful. We can just throw our money over the side of the cliff or give it to you. That's your call. Why why is that? He said, I said, so I went to explain it to him. I said, yeah, "Yeah, they might be bad. They might be okay for your run of the mill stockbroker. I I said, but you know, and the other thing is, is you send them to stockbrokers too. You send them to people who, who aren't, 100% 100% fiduciary. Which goes, they no, claim they didn't. Yeah, they claim no. They that was oh, because no, I know. we okay. competed on we competed on those pros and we knew who they were calling. Well, and here's what mm. I did. I went and signed up. <laughs> so now you're a lead. So, well, yeah, but I used a <laughs> fake phone number. But um I signed up and the people they sent me the names of the advisors ah, yeah, the people that they recommended gonna, yeah. and every single one of them was a broker dealer. Every single one of them. Uh, I see their ads. Their their ads are all over the place. They advertise almost as much as Ken Fisher does. Oh so my gosh, they everywhere. do. Yeah. Anyway, so we didn't. We we. I just told them the truth. I I spent probably forty five minutes on the phone with them, and really? they keep calling to try to convince me that they're wow. doing better. No, but they're not. The answer is no. because I keep going back and trying them again. Going, no, oh. you're not doing better. Wow. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, the odds are if you go through that, the advisors you're going to get are the the I'm a fiduciary part of the time, but some of the time I'm not, and that's most the time of the when, time I'm not. Yeah, that's most the time when you're going to get a bad investment. Uh, but all really bad joking aside. Frank Vasquez, who <laughs> yes. does Risk Parity Radio, Frank. where yeah. I do, he where he discusses okay. the different portfolios, like the All Season and the Golden Butterfly portfolio, among oh, others. Yeah. Mm. Is it really useful when we near retirement? Those kind of portfolios. 
I, you know, I don't know, Frank, but I can. I think I can unequivocally say no. Well, what he does, one of his portfolios, these are really complicated. One of his portfolios is a, an, an expensive ETF that he suggests in which they have 90% of the portfolio in bonds. 90%. That's the safe part. Yeah. And 10% in S&P 500 call options. Oh, call options. Okay. Hmm. So they're playing options against bonds hmm. as a as a risk reduction technique. Um, and the reality is that playing options can be a very dangerous game. It's also expensive. And really, when it came right down to it, their returns were no better than a relatively conservative target date fund, for example, with lower fees. So uh, I don't think a lot of it. I think it's gimmicky. I just don't like gimmicks. You know, and we'll go back to So this is a newsletter of some kind. Uh, it's a. Or they it, actually manage money. It's a podcast that I okay. don't think they actually manage money. Okay. I mean, because we know the newsletter industry is rife with really bad advice. We know newsletter industry is rife with ideas that sometimes work for a period of time and then most of the time don't over the long haul. And the newsletter industry has no legal responsibility to you in any way. They can say whatever they like and then they stand behind the First Amendment. Oh, this works. This works great. And then when it doesn't, it's, well, that doesn't matter because we are protected by the First Amendment. So it's not an industry that I would use for my investing advice, period. Yeah, and that was my daughter calling on another oh, line. Is she um, with Smart Asset now? Yeah, no. I think she's calling about something entirely different. <laughs> lunch, um, maybe, or something? No, she's oh. having some issues with her health insurance at her oh. company. And of course, what do you do? You call dad. Oh, you're a nice guy. Yeah, call dad. Uh, yeah, he's like, Frank is a retired lawyer hmm. and he invested in his own accounts. And now he suggests things and, uh, and he asks you to support him by sending him uh, Ethereum. Okay, so just to be clear on this program, we've talked about target date funds target date right right we talked about smart asset mm -hmm. we talked about roth uh, iris versus roth 401ks mm -hmm. we talked about frank vasquez mm -hmm. i think that's just about enough for today okay let's call it a call I it think a podcast that, honestly i think that we've done our job not well but we've done it i think so yes. well we did it All that's right. what counts All right. you don't always have to do it well you just have to keep plugging and that's our motto Eventually, we'll get it right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm uh, Don McDonald. That's Tom Cock, and we're going to hang out talking real money and answering questions. That kind of stuff. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.